Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Hey. And we're welcomed here by Trevor, as you can tell right there. Pat is gone. Um, Pat is on a trip, actually. He said he was going to go and uh, find himself. So, oh, nice. Um we didn't lose him to another wedding in St. Louis. No, we? I actually have no idea what he's doing, but uh, he has asked me to find somebody else to do the show, so I'm going to do that this week. But fine, hey, hey, hey. And then we're going to have a vote at the end, and if you do better than uh, Pat, then you're on and Pat's out. Oh, I don't know if I. That's not true. No, that's put not that true. on him. Okay, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. not true. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of heat, man. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't want to start that controversy yet. So, uh, Trevor, you've, uh, you know, you've been in like the shadows of the show, I'd say you've been kind of creeping, like you're not like on the show a lot, but you're like always kind of involved and like kind of just staring at what's uh, going on. Yeah. That kind of like that, that theater kid in high school that wasn't that good enough to make the actual shows. (laughs) So out of pity, the drama teacher put you as like, I don't know, just a guy to help sweep up after the show. Yeah. One of the tech guys. Yeah, yeah. I would. I didn't want to say that in case there's any tech guys listening. Yeah, but you said it, so yeah. Well, that yeah, um, that was that was one of the options. The other option was what I got. Uh, what one of the first play I ever tried for in sixth grade. It was a Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and there was three of us that got the uh, the role of ghosts, which were not <laughs> actually. Which I'm pretty sure were a role that they just made for a couple extra people. I had a couple lines. Yeah. There. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was not, did not uh, get Ichabod Crane. And so it was just, yeah, after that, it's kind of, uh, not a lot of roles in there and definitely ghost was probably just made up for the sixth grade Haynes play. So yeah. Right. Well, t- as you know, I'm a big time actor, um, yes. from that one TV spot I did with your uncle and that was, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so. Uh, Trevor, before we get actually, you know, let's, what's been going on with you, man? There's been a lot. The stuff been going on. Is there anything uh, that you want to get to in the last, you know, I don't know, months since we've talked to you? Yeah, I mean, wow, um, <laughs> it has been a month. <laughs> shoot me a text, Jared. See how I'm doing from time to time. Yeah, but no, you yeah. gotta do it publicly so it looks like you're being a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if everybody has been made aware, but I have moved to the big city. I'm living in Chicago now, and there's a couple things I've just I don't know. Just, I don't know if they irk me or just I just noticed. Yeah. Um, the first thing was last week I got a uh, my first ticket, and I don't know if you have been made aware, but I've been pulled over, and I keep it documented. I've been pulled over seven times, mm-hmm. and I've never gotten a ticket. So I was very proud of that record. Yeah. Um, but this ticket was for not having a front license plate, and my issue with this is that my car was parked and I wasn't even in it. 
Yeah. I don't know. Can you issue a ticket for a parked car? For sure. Like, so do they? Yeah. Okay. So what I remember, actually, I remember I've driven. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I remember some high school parties getting broken up and then what the cops would do is they would come by and just give, for some reason, a lot of high school kids just don't remember to renew their license plates and they would just come out and give just tickets to all these kids that had unrenewed license plates. I remember this being a, a thing that happened quite a few times, but yeah, they'll get that on, uh, when you're parked, I've gotten that in my neighborhood, somebody like, you know, uh, parking on a sidewalk overnight, they'll do, they'll do parked car situations. Yeah, but I mean, how do they know that I don't have a new plate on the way? Which I just had the plate in my apartment. I was just being lazy. So, so I put it in my car. The thing with parking is it's always like you're guilty until proven innocent, and that's the way they like to do it uh, in the parking system. So if you end up do getting one, then that's when you go to the court and fight it and then you know potentially win. But uh, they're going to give you the whole hassle of you having to do the work, not them. But I, here's the thing. I'm a lover, not a fighter, so I yeah. haven't done anything with it yet. I just... $60 tickets sitting in my passenger seat for Perfect. probably like two weeks now. Yeah. So do you, I don't think don't you have to pay those between you and me. Yeah. Just skip it. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. Just between us. No, I, yeah, you um, got to stick it to the man somehow. So I yeah. appreciate you doing that. But uh, another thing I noticed, and it was the third time I noticed it yesterday since I've been down here and then I've yep. been down here since January. So what, like three months, yeah. four months. And the third time yesterday I saw somebody, walking a divvy bike which is a chicago rented bike yeah um in the bike lane on busy streets so my question is how disposable is your income (laughs) that you rent a bike just to walk it yeah well (laughs) it's i don't make a lot of money but i would not be doing that that's for damn sure is it one of those things where somebody like was it a nice day out and they're like, oh, I want to go ride a bike, and then they realize like I'm pretty out of shape, like yeah, I'm not going to be able to ride this round. I'm thinking that's exactly what it because, is, but it's just super ironic for me to just be like walking yeah. next to a person yeah. walking a bike that's rented. <laughs> yeah, because literally on my drive home today, I saw two ladies, uh, little older ladies, and they were uh, they were walking their bike, and I think that exact same scenario happened where they were like, oh, it's nice out. Yeah, I'm not in shape, so I'm going to be walking this. But they didn't pay for that. You know, they paid for that bike once when they bought it. There was not a divvy that they can, you know, <laughs> that they're, that that they're, they're paying. Extra, yeah, for, they're getting yeah. charged for it by the minute. So, yeah, uh, I would say that would be a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So then I had one more thing. The biggest news probably was um, I today at age 26 finally got a picture with Benny the Bull for the first time. In my life. I saw that. After being with, uh, gone, I've probably gone to 30 plus Bulls games, never a picture with him. I think I may have high-fived him once beforehand, but I was literally about to just go on my lunch at work when he just walked right by. I was like, wait a second. And he was in our office, so I got a chance to meet him. And I just, I just found it weird because we all know it's a man in a suit. And he still didn't talk. I was like, we're all adults here, Benny. Um, you can respond to the questions I'm asking you instead of shaking your head like a juvenile. Um, yeah, I just found it weird that even amongst the company of all adults, he still put on his, his little show. Uh, here's a question for you. Is Benny the Bull a ginger? By definition, I would say yes. I mean, he didn't dye his fur, I wouldn't think. It's naturally red. Yeah. 
So, have so you, by definition, Benny the Bull is a ginger. Yeah, and yeah. and I guess, I guess that makes sense because the only time I've ever seen him is inside, right? Have you ever seen Benny the Bull outside? No, but he did have he did pull up in his Benny mobile. However, yeah. I did not see him get out of the Benny mobile. Exactly. I saw his car outside when he was inside. This makes sense. Yeah, this is. I think this is all starting to add up. Uh, what What was your thought? Are you excited to meet him? I was. I was ecstatic. The, the little kid in me. I was just like. I kept asking him questions, even though I know he wouldn't say anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got a pretty good picture too. Um, yeah, I guess he was just working with uh, one of the departments in our office, and um, he decided to stop by. So hung out with him for a little bit. That was cool. That is cool. So, I, uh, yeah, cool. no, it's a nice little nice little surprise for the day. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you, what's new with you? How was your? Uh, how have you been in the past week? Well, actually, I was going to play this uh, voicemail I got. It was actually kind of scary, but I don't think you're going to be able to hear it. I think if I play this, only the audience will, t- will be able to hear it. So I'm just going to um, play it, and then I'll tell you what it was. Um, okay, sounds good. But it's, uh, yeah, some pretty bad news I got this. I got here. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. It's 43 seconds long. Return the call as soon as possible as IRS has filed a lawsuit against your name. The local county sheriff are going to arrest you for four serious allegations before this matter goes to the courthouse and we freeze your bank accounts and get you arrested. For more information regarding this case, you can get back to us at 202. <laughs> okay, so you couldn't hear that, right, Trevor? No. Okay, no. so, uh, yeah, it turns out the IRS is after me and uh, they're going to come and arrest me. And uh, the police has already been notified. It didn't say for what, uh, just, you know, generic tax stuff, I guess. Um yeah. And so, yeah, they left They left that kind of scary message, so I'm kind of screwed. So this will probably uh, be yeah. one of the last episodes I do. Um, yeah, I definitely think that seems like something you should take very seriously. <laughs> um, a lot of the times they ask for just cash, no justification behind it. I found if you just give them as much as possible, <laughs> um, it kind of holds them off for a little bit. And then they come, I don't know, they always come back for me. I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. That's but, a- yeah, I... I you just give cash, no paper trails, anything like that. They don't like that for some reason. Um, but yeah, just cold hard cash and envelopes, and then you just leave them around town at the specified yeah. location. And generally, <laughs> get them off my back for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or do a couple of podcasts from jail. So, yeah, I, I could, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open to doing that. The thing with giving money to anybody, you know, any of these like uh, St. Jude's or any of these kind of things, is like. I want to give you money. Like if, if I decide that I'm going to give you money, like that's something I'm going to do when I decide to do it. Like the more, it, when I send something to you and then you send me like 50 reminders about how you want me to spend more money to you, like give more money to you, then that makes me want to give more money to you less. Like I'm, I'm not going to give you anything exactly. in the future. Like I gave, I, uh, I was going to say, I gave it money to St. Jude's one time, right? I was like, oh, that'd be good, you know, cause it. Not like I have a bunch of disposable income I can just, you know, throw around to charities. So I was like, you know what? I'll give you some to St. Jude. So, but then I got for, I don't know, maybe two years after that, just got a, an unlimited amount of notepads uh, from the St. Jude's notepads and then little like pictures and envelopes and all these different things telling me to go give more money to St. Jude's. I guarantee you they spent more money on the stuff <laughs> after giving it to me than I did initially giving them the stuff. And then, so I was very annoyed by that. And now I'm like, it just, it's like nonstop. And this is, it's not the first time this has happened, this type of a thing. Well, they, I, I'm sure they just pegged you as an intellectual when you first gave. So they were like, yeah. wow, this guy's probably got a lot of thoughts he needs to write down. Um, so That's they true. just supplied the resources for that. That's you know, true. I've, uh, when I donated to St. Jude's, I got, I don't know how they got my email, but I got emails 
and I felt bad. That was probably the worst unsubscribe. Ooh. Uh, the worst I felt unsubscribing from an email my yes. entire life. But yes, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that so. is. Uh, yeah, that's rough. That's uh, poor kids, poor kids. But uh, just I'm gonna do it when I want to do it. So oh, I know, I know. And I'm the same way with like uh, homeless people in the streets too. Like the people that are over overly obnoxious. I'm just not about it. But like people, when I'm walking by and I just have loose change in my pocket because I never have change. Yeah. And nobody wants change except homeless people. Yeah. So I get rid of it as quick as I can. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So Trevor, I was also in uh, Ole Miss this weekend, uh, visiting. Oh, how was Yeah, visiting. You know, Vaughn, my brother, still uh, V Dog. He's been on the show before. He uh, still goes to school there. So I thought, <laughs> you know, God. taking advantage of that. Is he on the twelfth year plan? He's on. A, he's a junior. He's got another year left. Um, <clears throat> trying to not trying to not make it. You know, a year and a half left. But go down there, visit him. And there was a, a kind of crazy, you know, the classic is always a good time down there. But one of the nights, <clears throat> this is, I think, Friday night, we're going to go into this bar. And first of all, they're getting really ridiculous for a college town with the covers there. They're getting to the point where, like, uh, this is a bigger weekend because there's a big, like, uh, concert series going on with, and, a, like, an art show. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more people there than normal. Yeah, I thought you went to, like, a <clears throat> concert. Yeah, it was, like, Cold War Kids. Is that a band? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were decent. they were one of the groups there. And the rest of them were like some folky country type music. Um, yeah. We go into this, we're going in this bar, and we got our wristbands to this bar earlier because later on in the day it gets to like $60 to $70 for this, to, to get into oh the bar. Oh, my God. So if you go earlier in the day, like 5 o'clock, it's only $20, right? What a steal uh, just to get into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. So we're going back into this place, and – so we're, I don't know, we're like half a block away. And right across from the bar we're about to go into is this place called, I think, the Lyric Opera House. And it's this white concert hall. And all of a sudden, we hear these screams, and people just are running and just flood out of these double doors out of the front of the place. And we hear glass break. And it's like, the screen, everybody, and people are just like running towards us, like crowds of people. And we're like, so we're like freaking out. And so we run back like, Another half a block, and me and my dad and my aunt and my bro- and my brother hide behind a car. My brother's girlfriend and my mom like keep running around the block. And you know, this is like we're like freaking out. We're like, you know, like this is clearly like some you're picturing like a shooting or something, right? That's like, the first thing yeah, that kind of comes to your mind. The first thing that came to my mind, yeah. yeah. So then you see all the cops are running over there, and at this time you're feeling a little more safe because I know there's a ton of cops like all around the square, and it's not a you don't feel unsafe in that area at all. No, you don't. No. And so, but this is a scary, obviously, event. So these uh, cops all go run in there. And so then nobody really knows what's going on for a while. Eventually, they get some tweets and stuff from the Oxford Police Department at Ole Miss. And they were like, there was a shooting. There was a shooting at that concert hall. And so what happened here, so here's the backstory of what happened. And my brother's girlfriend ended up seeing a video of somebody was filming the inside because there was some fight going on. And then they started filming it. So... There was an event going on, and these guys were fighting. I, who knows about what? We can speculate about what it was. Um, I think just Phil, you know, let's just give one story. What probably, were these guys fighting about, probably? It's, it's probably who's a better friend to the other guy. That's probably what it was. Yeah. It, yeah, it was just something I'm sure is friendship-based and just about, like, they, they had a mutual friend, and they were saying maybe who was his best friend or something like that, right? 
So no, I'm saying better yeah, friend to the other guy. Yeah, probably. yeah. Well, that's that's another. I'm just throwing out another <laughs> scenario. Another scenario. Yeah, it was something friendship related. So these guys are shoving, right? And then all of a sudden, you see in the corner of the sky, just pulls a gun out and then just shoots in the air. And there was somebody getting punched at this point too. Somebody was like getting punched in the face pretty good. And somebody else pulls out his gun, just shoots it in the air. And the so then that's when you then you see everybody start screaming, running out. So nobody ended up getting shot by this. The only thing that happens, this guy pulls his gun, shoot in the, shoots in the air. The only person that got hurt was a guy that jumped out the front window uh, trying to get out of the building faster. And that's the glass that I heard breaking. Uh, Good guy. Here's the, here's the most ironic thing of this whole event. The name of the event was Shoot Your Shot. Ah. <laughs> it, was literally, it was literally a Shoot Your Shot event. Everybody was supposed to be wearing basketball jerseys, like basketball theme, shooting your shot. And literally somebody shoots a gun at this event. How do you know the theme wasn't bring your own gun? I saw Shoot the I saw the flyer for it. Probably misleading. I saw the flyer for it. You saw the public flyer. Did you That's see the true. underground flyer? <laughs> That's the underground flyer <laughs> that clearly that guy got the memo for. And yeah. so it was just it's crazy. It was just like in this it was just such a crazy like to hear all those screams and the people running out of there, you like you assumed what it was a shooting and it was a shooting. Obviously like thankfully nothing nobody got hurt, but just super ironic, shoot your shot, you know event and so uh just a little crazy of a of a thing as far as i know he's following the rules it's literally in the title it is i mean you cannot blame the guy for that and that's what that's what the end result was they ended up not end- <laughs> catching the guy last time as of like sunday they had not <laughs> caught the guy and to me i think they probably just God, let it go because they're video. like yeah you're you know you're asking yeah. for it at that point so what are you gonna do so there was a, there's another thing that stood out to me uh, at Old Miss. There's some other stuff I'll talk about next week, but uh, the, the, so the base I was there watching the baseball game. Uh, Old Miss is ranked like sixth in the college baseball rankings right now. Last time when we were at the game the other day, they have a contest up on the board, and they ask a uh, fan they ask a fan in the stands. They say, "Can this player on Old Miss baseball name more or less than three continents in ten seconds?" And what? I'm like, like, is this? Are you asking if a college student can a college student can, can answer can list more than three continents in ten seconds? The guy, like the stu- like the person in the stands, was like, uh, more. <laughs> like this is serious. <laughs> and the guy obviously, he has like, he has, you know, he gets like five easily. Like it wasn't yeah. <laughs> it was the stupidest contest I think I've almost ever seen. So clearly, this guy won, and uh, I. I do they think I just wonder like is somebody just are they do they run out of ideas do they think that little of their students there I'm cur- I'm just curious who thought of this idea and was like oh yeah this is a good one we'll get to- <laughs> or they're just really wanted to give out this prize I guess I don't know I like it I like it though I like um I like easy games like that. yeah yeah like, like for sure things. um that's why I love 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 to not gamble because nothing seems easy <laughs> Well, yeah, I like to gamble, so I like the challenge. See, I like the challenge, Trevor. Bird up. Hello. Uh, all right, let's get some emails here. So, right. again, we have another two emails here that I'm going to have to push back another week because they involve calling other people. So when I'm on, I don't have the setup yet where I can call someone and call another person at the same time. So until I get that setup going, uh, we're going to have to push back those until me and Pat are in person or, you know. So sorry, Smack on Brooke. I know, I know, I know. Here's the deal. Uh, it's, an, it's a question from Jerome. 
So Jerome, yeah. So Jerome says, "Good day, gentlemen. I was reading an article earlier today in which a professional constituent in a similar area of expertise brought his canine to work. While he apparently dressed up for the occasion, the dog, not the working professional, it got me thinking. Not so much taking your four-legged friend to work day, but the rest of the time in which we present ourselves in public." Is there an erosion of professional decorum, or is it my imagination? Is this a good thing, or do you feel this could be a sign of a social decay? Personally, I think it's a good thing, partly because I hate pants. That being said, looking back at baseball games from 60 years ago, it would seem a suit is proper attire. Now the only place you'd see a suit at a sporting event is in the suites. I think it's sweet to wear a suit to the suite, but in your regular seat, I think it would sit and sweat. It's not that swell. Thanks ahead of thanks ahead of time for your thoughts. Cousin Uncle Jerome. P.S. See you this weekend, Jared. Yeah, I did see Jerome in uh Jerome in Ole Miss. Jerome was also visiting there. He got to miss nice the whole turn shooting. Up. He got to miss the whole shooting. Up, so. Jerome. Anyway. Um Yeah, so I have noticed this, all right? So if you go back and look at like the nineteen twenty even like when people in the Great Depression, yeah, right? You look you at know, these like people the, like waiting the, in this first rows were all suits yeah waving these little fans in the air yay yeah and you look at the great depression era and like these guys are waiting in a soup line and they're you know like have bowls in their hands and they're all wearing suits with like a bowler cap first class so I like it. yeah i but and now it's like the complete opposite right now you've got like people wearing and and, and this has changed has kind of evolved slowly over time right people used to dress up a lot more Obviously, it's like slowly been progressing, but even like the suits still stood the test of time, even in flying for a while. Like people would dress up nice for flying, and then they realized like they just wanted to be more comfortable and that kind of thing. I probably have a different view on this than most people because I heart like I'm somebody that never wears sweatpants. I just don't like I have like three pairs of sweatpants. The only time I wear them is like if I'm going to go play, uh, like I'm going to the gym and it's super cold out, and then I'm going to wear some sweatpants until I throw on some shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll wear some athletic shorts in the summer when I'm going to be doing something athletic that day. Uh, but other than that, I'm wearing like, you know, jeans or like khaki type pants or shorts, uh, you know, most of the time. So I'm always somebody that likes to dress up a little bit more, but I don't find those clothes uncomfortable is the thing. Like, I I don't know if I don't do that. No, I'm actually, um, I'm, I am with you on that. I do enjoy dressing up more. There are which I, without sounding like a loser, there are days where I go into the office and people are like, oh, do you have a job interview? And yep. it's like, okay, shut up, nerd. Yep. Um, I look better <laughs> than you. Um, and that's when the CEO kind of told me I need to just treat him with more respect. But um, yeah. <laughs> from there on. <laughs> but no, I do I do like overdress sometimes and people are, are like, what are, you, what are you doing? I was like, I like, I feel like, I don't know, without sounding cocky or anything or arrogant i just i like looking good and it's like it's just you you look good you feel good you know yep feel good play good mm, true yep. preach yeah agreed with that um people at my work stopped asking me when i would dress up a little fancier uh because there was like three times in a row that i dressed up nice and it was because i was going to a funeral and then they started to stop it they just stopped asking me after that if for the reason why <laughs> yeah. i was dressing up nice so yeah. you get a pass. Just go that, have a few uh, relatives or friends die, and then uh, they'll stop asking you. People stop questioning that. But that seems like I'll, now those are like the events, right? 
the, really because I was noticing this at the wedding and I'm like, oh, people look really good today. And it's like, well, yeah, this is the first time that, you know, like all my friends were at a wedding and they all have to dress up. It's like funerals or weddings. You, you have to dress up. Right. And I kind of like that. It's kind of a nice thing. I would like it a little bit more in society. I yeah, I think people have gone a little bit too far the other way, but also it's a lot harder. It's obviously more expensive to get uh, nicer looking clothes, right? If you're going to get uh, some nice, you know, nice button downs, that kind of thing, as far as in the, in the long sleeve area, it's definitely way more expensive than getting some cheaper stuff that you know from Under Armour or Nike, that kind of thing. So. Exactly. And I'm sure back in the day when it was more commonplace to wear those types of things that uh, that they were probably more budget friendly as well, since everybody's buying them anyways. Yeah. People are buying them more bulk. And yep. yeah, but I, again, I, yeah, I would be I, I think is it a reflection of society going in a bad way. Um, oh, yeah. No doubt. Undoubtedly. Yeah. People don't care anymore. People don't care about anything anymore. Yeah. It, you know, exactly. People are much less conscious about how they're presented in society and how much their impact on society is right. They're much less care. Like it's all about me type of thing. I'm all about me, baby. Um, but it's, you know, it's all about me. It's not so much of a group. I, I just, yeah, it's a lot. It seems like, in the, I don't know. I've just noticed from what I've perceived of the past to what I see now, it seems like there used to be a lot more of a group mentality than there is now. Right. It's a lot less yeah. of us all working together. And it's a lot more about the individual and it's all about me type of thing now. And I think that is kind of a reflection yeah. of the clothes. So suck it, Jerome, put on some pants. Uh, well, he's he's where he's in Texas. I don't know if yeah. he works. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Texas? Yeah, many times. Oh, I haven't. I, I actually have never been there, so I don't know. I can't confirm or deny if they wear pants or not. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's <laughs> uh, they do. Sometimes they do. I have worn worn pants there. But Drum, you know what? Keep doing okay. what you want. Keep sending the e- as long as you send emails, Drum. You can wear whatever you want. That's where we make the exception. Okay. Here's the next one. It's called Show Praise. It says, good evening. 36th time listener, first time emailer. I just wanted to reach out and let you know how much I enjoy your show. The wide variety of topics, along with the thoroughly outlined stories, being communicated make it very interesting to listen. I typically play your podcast in the background while I'm feeding my parrot, Tyson. The dubstep really gets his appetite going, and the refreshing discussions keep him and me coming back for more. So thank you for helping me solve his poor dietary habits. While this podcast is great, it's not without its flaws. The main flaw being that there's not enough participation from Trevor. Trevor, this is perfect because you're on the show right now. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I had to can search. I can, we, can, we, can I stop you right there yeah. real quick? This is not me emailing this in. Yeah. I, I want to point that out. <laughs> no, I, I'm well aware. And, and actually, this email I got a couple days ago, and I did not tell you we were doing the show until... Uh, you know, like I didn't ask you to be on the show until earlier today. So this is actually definitely not, uh, definitely not set up. I had to search for episodes he was involved in and was not able to find more than a handful or so. His deep central voice transports me to a different world while listening to him talk about the political humor of the polar plunge costuming or the incredibly thought provoking is water wet debate. When he made a comment about coming out of the shower and being moist, I was feeding Tyson and began to feel the same way. And I'm a straight male. At least I thought. He has a strong impact on listeners, to say the least. It's good to know you have this impact, Robert. Oh, God. That's only halfway through. I also wanted to defend Trevor's answer of the what condiment would you drink topic. 
Tartar sauce is a perfect selection. It contains many different ingredients that can benefit one's health and that pair well with a wide variety of foods. I have attached my personal recipe that can be handed down from my wife's aunt to me for your reference. I can understand the answer of ranch to this question, but choosing balsamic vinegar is an asinine choice. There are only two types of people that would choose balsamic vinegar, murderers and people that go to a hotel and cress a room with a single twin bed, which is basically the same thing, right? I look forward to uh, listening. I added that. That was me that added the bat. Okay. Yeah, it seemed like something you would <laughs> I look forward to listening to the next episode and hopefully we'll be greeted by Trevor. I would hate to see your show fail due to the fact that Trevor is not being utilized enough as I can't be the only listener craving more of him. You probably have an inbox full of similar requests. And that's true. I actually get an inbox full. I usually just send those to spam. Thank you, Tyson and Brandon. And then there's a little tartar uh, wow. thing to attach here. So, is it listing ingredients? Because that was uh, part of my I argument. don't have it open. I didn't print it out. This is just, I've printed out emails. Oh, okay. So you clearly aren't taking it seriously. Okay. I am taking it seriously, but this is not, I mean, do you want me to go open that email again? No, no. We don't need to revisit that because I know I'm right. Okay. Two-thirds cup chopped dill pickle, one-half cup mayo, three tablespoons chopped onion, a dash of pepper, two teaspoons lemon juice. For variety, add one teaspoon Dijon mustard and half teaspoon Worcestershire sauce. So that's, that's the recipe. all the food groups. We just covered every food group, and you say, <laughs> oh, my God. Ridiculous. That's the perfect it recipe. the most versatile sauce. The perfect recipe. Trevor, your thoughts on you being involved in the show more? Um, I like the thought of it. I like meeting up with you guys. Not the fact that I don't really see either you or Pat that often anymore. Yep. I do like to participate. I don't, I think, I don't like hearing myself talk. So hearing myself every week would be kind of a pain in the booty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from time to time, yeah, I would appreciate just hanging out, talking, shooting it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hear you. The thing is, if you, a lot of times when I'm on a show and I'm on something, I don't usually listen to that. Like when I've called into other shows or types of things like that. I feel like I've already done it once, so I usually don't listen to it again. So if you were on the show every week, then maybe you wouldn't be listening to the show. That's fair. Yeah. Um, can I actually, my personal favorite co-host other than Pat, who is the staple is your little brother, Vaughn. Yeah. You talk about, he brings, yeah, Vaughn. Yeah. Brand new Southern fret perspective that hasn't been offered by anybody else <laughs> that's true it's hard to get the southern frat perspective on people so uh no it's it's a good point and uh, that if if me and vaughn you know do podcast episodes vaughn always wants to do the side podcast called bro dingo uh where we would uh you know but that's in the works and he's at school right now so it's probably not going to happen for some time but uh there's potential who's, out there yeah but who's to say me and vaughn don't start something without you so that's a good point it's a good point so watch yeah. your back. I appreciate it. Thanks for the warning. Also, thanks for the email, Brandon. Yeah, thank I really you. really appreciate the, uh, the thought. And um, news to me on Tyson, didn't know he existed. Um, <laughs> news to all of us. Yeah, yeah, news to all of us, yeah. yeah. Everybody, this is Brandon. Brandon, this is everybody. Yep, welcome. And uh, email the show, everybody. Thank you. Uh, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. How about a Jeff Goldman movie review? Oh, yeah, give it to me. All right. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Chef Goldblum. 
You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You, you're afraid to be too Goldblum. He oh. thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? Trevor, have you ever seen from 1998, Holy Man, with Eddie Murphy. Holy Man was was that the that one movie from uh, uh, that year right before 99? It did come out right before 99, so I think you might be thinking the right thing. So this is one of those movies that uh, I recognized the cover as soon as I saw the cover. I think that I had seen it a bunch of times in Blockbuster. Do you know? Like, do you ever get those? Do those covers ever pop up in real life? Like. You never saw the movie, but you just remember browsing through aisles and just seeing this cover a bunch of times at Blockbuster. That every once in a while I get like some Freddie Prince Jr. movie, like She's All That, I think is the movie, um, mm. and it'll just pop up. Like I'll just see it somewhere, maybe on Netflix. I'm like, I remember that from Blockbuster, just walking through. I never saw it, but I just see that a billion times walking through the aisles. So I think this is one of those I movies just pulled for me. It up. Um, I think it kind of rang a bell with me, and I couldn't figure out where I'd seen it before. I haven't seen this cover before but it looks a lot like all of the Dr. Doolittle covers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With, with, with the type and the suggestive yep. Yep. piece. Yep, that's very true. So here's, uh, here's a little about this. This is directed by Stephen Herrick, and, or Herrick, Stephen Herrick. And normally I don't bring up the directors, but this guy actually has done some stuff. He did 101 Dalmatians, the 1990s, like, you know, real one, not cartoon. Thank you. Thank you for... Uh... <laughs> Yes. Telling me what 101 Dalmatians is. Well, there's a cartoon version of it too. I just wanted to True. be clear yeah, about that. Yeah, there's a current yeah. one. Uh, he did Bill and Ted's. 101 Dalmatians. That's uh, he did that. Yes. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. Mighty Ducks. Hmm. And Man of the House. Okay. So some actual movies, some actual big movies. Uh, so, you know, some actual like some yeah, some solid movies. So he did this uh, in 1998, and this had actually quite a big cast for the time. So Eddie Murphy is in this, Jeff Goldblum, Kelly Preston, and Kelly Preston, uh, I, I kind of recognize her. The only thing I really recognize her from movie wise was Battlefield Earth, which is just a horrible movie. Uh, remember seeing with that with Eddie Ace Murphy. with Ace a while back. It is Shamrock, riding dirty. Here's another guy, Robert Loggia. Robert Loggia was the general in Independence Day. He was like the main guy that's kind of like, you know, there's like the pre- there's like the couple guys that are kind of with the president the whole time. One of them's a general. This so this guy was the general in Independence Day. He's an older guy. Uh, does he have any lines? In Independence Day? Yeah, is yeah. it something that we could put in the show? Uh, I could probably find something from him. Yeah, I could look. I could look. Good call. The head of the CIA, you knew about this place. When were you planning on informing the rest of us? It had been deemed classified. You should have told us about this when they first arrived. You should have warned us before we launched a counterattack that cost us the lives of hundreds of American pilots. There was no way that we could have known that our fighters would have been that ineffective. Cool. Uh, John Cryer is in this. He's uh, Alan Harper from Two and a Half Men. He's the brother that's not Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh, and then a random, then there's a lady. I was like, oh, what is that lady from? And she's only in this for a second, but... Uh, 
Edie McClurg. Edie McClurg is the car rental agent in the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Do you remember the scene where Steve Martin is like, he's trying to get the rental car, and then he goes out and his car is missing, and he has a horrible time getting back because the shuttle's gone, and then he starts yelling at the lady, and there's that big scene where he's yelling at her? I could not picture the lady from that, but yes, I can picture the scene. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. So... This this lady yeah the scene in the scene the one that he's yelling at is this lady so she's also in this movie because I just for some reason she just stuck in my mind. Uh, here's yeah, say, that's a weird thing yeah. to trigger. <laughs> here's a couple of fun facts before we go to the details. This was Eddie Murphy's first G-rated movie or PG movie. He had done all above that before that, and then uh, in uh, <laughs> before I go to the details, 2011 he called this a horrendous movie. <laughs> um, here's what the movie's about. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is an executive at a home shopping network. And they are going through some tough times with ratings, right? They need. They said, hey, you need to boost your ratings. Otherwise, the you're going to lose your job. He meets Kelly Preston, and she's kind of there to advise him and that kind of thing. They're driving on the road uh, in his, like, 1990s Jaguar. The uh, One of the tires pops. And then on the side of the highway, there's this guy that's been like just walking down the side of the highway, just keeps kissing the floor. And it's Eddie Murphy, and he's this character named G. He just goes by G, and he's on this journey. And he he kind of wears one of those uh, the I'm trying to think what what is the what is the thing I have one of these in my closet, so I should know what this is called. But like kind of what an uh, an Indian male would wear, kurta, a kurta. That's what he was wearing. Uh, okay, so that's he, not what I would yeah. So, <laughs> so the whole time he was wearing like a white kurta, and so he yeah he was just happened to be walking on the side of the highway, kissing the ground while they were you know his their tire blew up. He goes over there. Jeff Goldblum almost hits him with his car, and then they need some help, a hospital help. Anyway, so that's how they get connected with this guy, right? He, Jeff Goldblum's playing for his hospital bill because he almost hits him with his car on top of him already helping him fix the car, and then. Uh, so G ends up like going into the studio and just starts talking in the studio about like how much like people don't need like materialistic things. And he keeps talking like in this deep kind of like, he's very like Zen like person, you know, he like talks about spirituality and all this stuff. And then even though he's telling people not to buy the products, people just keep buying products like crazy. So then Jeff Goldblum's like, Oh, they get this idea. Like, you know, we need to boost the ratings. People love him. So let's just keep, feeding him into everything. So he would just go, he would just, they would just have him go over from home shopping network show to home shopping network show. 
and just boost these ratings by just people just love to watch them. And then they end up getting them his own show. And there's like, you know, it, you can, it escalates from there type of thing. It's it's not uh, for Eddie Murphy to call this a horrendous movie. This is not a horrendous movie. Uh, it's it's obviously not his best work. I've seen Eddie Murphy in much more things. I actually think he acted like really well in this. I think his I really liked his character in this. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's kind of a douche in this. Uh, kind of trying to use people and stuff like that. To me, it's it's middle tier for me. It's uh, it's an okay movie. Uh, it was okay to watch. I've definitely watched much much worse things, and it was not great. I don't think anybody needs to go out there and watch this. Uh, but uh, Eddie Murphy, it just kind of like, what has he been doing? I, I just haven't seen him in anything forever, and he was so huge. It's just kind of sad not to – I don't know. He's just not in anything anymore. I think it's more oh, by well, his choice. Uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, portray a douche. Is it decent? Oh, yeah. No, he, he's good in it. It's not – doesn't seem like it would be a role that he would normally take. Like I've seen him in like arrogant roles before. I haven't really seen him in like a douchey kind of a. He's not like the main antagonist, but he's like not a likable character a lot of the movie, right? He's not. I mean, yeah. I want to say it's like he's just kind of like um, he does a lot of things for money. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just kind of like the I'm the greedy type of guy. I'm just going to do this for money, or like he doesn't really care about G's like, feelings. He doesn't care about Eddie Murphy's feelings, type of thing. Like this car salesman sort of vibe. Yeah, totally, totally. That's exactly right. And uh, so that just okay. he, I, he does it well. Um, it's he's not very Goldblumy in it, right? He's not very like uh, you know uh, a lot of like stuttering or yeah. overly smart or anything like that in this. But uh, it's it's he plays the role well. Yeah, something yeah, different. That for being him. said, I think if I were to peg him, like if I had seen if I had seen Jeff Goldblum without knowing how he acts and who he is as a person, I would think he's a douche. If you just looked just at him, based on just based on how he looks, yeah. Yep, I would agree with that. This guy doesn't love his kids. Yep. <laughs> this guy doesn't care about other people's feelings. Yep. This guy's only out here for himself. Yep. Yep. I've got them all figured out. <laughs> How about some Tanzania news? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. The scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting. You know what you guys get? It's a fake. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. I thought we'd uh, get into some Tanzania fashion. Ooh, okay, okay. Labor Day and what fashion you w- Yeah, Labor Day and what you wear. Forget it. Not wearing white outside, not wearing white outside the summer months was only, this is not written in great English <laughs> as I'm reading this. <laughs> did you, did you read this before bringing it on the show? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Uh, but it just, okay. Basically they're saying not wearing white outside during the summer months is one of the silly rules in the United States. White was for weddings and resort wear, not dinner parties in the fall. Of course, it could get extremely hot in September, and not wearing white might make the most sense. But if you wanted to be appropriately attired, you did, you just did not to do it. This is hard. I can't just read this verbatim because this is rough. <laughs> but basically, this is from like one of the sources at AllAfrica.com. Um, anyway, uh, they said people associate white with a, a rodent officer, like somebody that. Uh, or a rat catcher, like somebody you know that's working in like yeah. some sort of blue collar type job, uh, working in the gutters. Yeah, but what they're saying is today we aren't just free to choose what to wear. We have our own seats of powerful instruments of decision making. 
uh, in the parliament and judiciary. Labor Days, in many ways, isn't about workers in Tanzania. It means the very pulse of the nation's independence. It's just telling you that in Tanzania, they don't have the whole not wearing white after Labor Day thing. And their I Labor don't Day, think I've ever, ever followed that anyways. Their Labor so. Day is actually the 1st of May. So it's actually today, as we're recording this, is Tanzania's Labor Day. So they do have one of those. My thought is that a lot of people there are probably still working. Um, which is not, it was just kind of the whole, you know, it's a day to appreciate the workers. Uh, my thought is that probably there are a lot of people that don't get that, uh, that luxury of being able to take a day off. Do you think there are people there that don't know what day it is because they're such a, like a, a third world country? Like they don't really use calendars. Yeah, exactly. Like I think they don't, they will, wouldn't even know it's their labor day. I could, that's a good question. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, do you need a calendar? I feel like when I'm in the summer, I don't need a calendar. Like when I was during school years, right? When it was like during school, not when. Sorry, when, yeah. I, when I was in school and we'd have the summers off. I feel like I didn't need a calendar. If you're just kind of no, like not doing much, if you're an adult, I guess. I guess when your schedule doesn't have to be based on days, like your production and like your jobs aren't based on the days of the week. I don't know. I guess that's probably plays a big factor into it as well. Here's another little uh, little thought, Trevor. What is your first? What is, what day does the week start on? You a Monday or Sunday guy? I'm a Sunday guy. See, I'm a Monday guy. Oh, okay, loser. Well, I always this is what my thought was is that they call the weekend Saturday and Sunday. Okay, that you sold me. I'm on your team now. Like, how does it? Yeah. So then the start of it would be the end of the weekend, which would be Monday. Uh, those are kind of my thoughts, and that's uh, what's going on in Tanzania. So they're saying basically this is a, this is basically this is just a reminder that uh, Tanzania's Labor Day is May first, and that they don't have that same you know thing that you have to wear a you can't wear white yeah. after Labor Day, which nobody really follows anyway. I don't really know where that started. Um, no, I don't either. I remember when I used to play NHL, uh, the NHL series online, the video game. We used to always like change our jerseys, and we would always do yep. the white ones right before Labor Day and and then change them after that because you'd like to oh, make your own always, custom jersey. I would just always use uh, white jerseys because they blend in with the ice. Sometimes Ooh, the other teams can't see. Tricky, tricky. That's kind of cheating. I don't like that. It's sleazy. Uh, it's not cheating. It's using your resources. Yep, yep. So, Trevor, is there anything else you want to get to? Um, You know, no. I had a hypothetical uh, thought earlier today. Yep. But uh, I forgot it, so I guess that's all it was, was hypothetical. <laughs> it was very hypothetical. Very hypothetical. Yes. Uh, oh, you know what? No, you know what bugs me? I actually, um, someone keeps saying it at work, and it's really starting to bug me. Yeah. The word guesstimate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. Like, what are your thoughts on that? What are my thoughts on guesstimate? Um, it seems kind of uh, unprofessional. Thank you. First of all, I work in a professional setting, so. Yep. That's uh, not going to fly. Yeah, if you're just telling me your guess, yeah, you're right. Just say guess, or in the in the in the working world, you just say the word estimate. If you're saying guess to me, I don't want you guessing. I want you to give me an educated response, right? I want a for sure answer. Yeah, give me like what you actually know, because that's what you're getting paid to do. And it's even worse because sometimes she says we're guesstimating. It's she. It's a female. You, yeah, you're extending a word that doesn't even exist to begin with. I don't know. 
that stomps on my last nerve. Yeah. All right. Well, and my guesstimate, Trevor, for this episode is that uh, you did a great job. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Hey. Hopefully, uh, ratings will skyrocket. Um, speaking of ratings, yeah. rate the show on iTunes. <laughs> rate the show on Google Play. <laughs> can you do? Can you rate the show on Google Play? I don't. Uh, probably. Yeah. Actually, do it. I don't know. <laughs> do it if you can. Uh, leave positive reviews. Yeah. Um, also, uh, let's see. Chubstep.libsynth.com. We also. Or just you can just do Chubstep.com. Chubstep.com. You don't even have to go to Chubstep.libsyn. Chubstep.com, oh, uh, Twitter, Chubstep Podcast, Facebook, Chubstep Podcast. Uh, yeah, as Trevor said, rate the show on iTunes, Podcast at gmail.com. Trevor, where do you want people to follow you? Oh, you can follow me at uh, whatever Trevor on Twitter. It's, there's a U. It's not W-H-A-T-W-U-T, whatever Trevor on Twitter. I think it's uh, same thing on Instagram. Maybe there's a three. Yep. It might be whatever Trevor three. But, yeah, and then... Twitter, Instagram. Um don't find me on Facebook. I don't like when people find me on Facebook. Yeah, it There's seems a little stranger, right? Even though you have like more random people that you're probably friends with that you're not actually friends with on Facebook, it does seem a little more strange when a random yeah, person adds you there. Like I had memories pop up the other day of things I don't know, would no longer wish to be tagged in. Yes. Um, and the only thing preventing from deleting my Facebook is that it's connected to so many things that yeah. I have. Um, it would be such a pain to disconnect Facebook and I have to like re-sign up for all those things. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I, I feel bad for you, Trevor. So, uh, everybody, make sure to follow Trevor on those things that he requested, not the other things. Also, uh, even though Pat's not here today, follow him on Instagram, Pat Callahan 44 And then also me on JRedZ3 on Twitter. No, uh, Chubstep Jared on Twitter. Whatever, yep. guys. This is, yeah, this is too much. Too much Whatever, plugs at Trevor. the end. Too much plugs at the end. Okay. Uh, new shows every Thursday, and the show has ended. Bye. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.